Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. We're going to talk about what actually moves God. I, I didn't even know we were singing these songs this morning, but this, what we're discussing, and we're going back to um, the story of the ten virgins. Have we got ten virgins in the house today? Hey, don't be ashamed of it. Come on, at home. Come on. <laughs> What moves the heart of God? So, oh, wow, where to start in this? This morning I woke up really early. My back was sore and I, I woke up and I started listening to the Bible. I'm running through the Bible in consequential, con- yes, in, in, in order, in chronological order. That's the word. And, um, and I, I've smashed out, you know, I, the minor prophets and all that and I got into um, the testaments and and it starts talking about Jesus and there was one who came in the wilderness his name was John and they said are you the Messiah and he said no I baptize you with water but there's somebody that's coming after me that's going to baptize you with fire he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire and that fire is actually, it's the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be talking about oil this morning because the ten virgins, it, and it's an inc- incredible scripture because it talks about, oh, let me, let me finish up. Isaiah 6, uh, sorry, 61, Jesus, um, right before he started his ministry, he went into the temple and he opened up the scroll and he went to the place in Isaiah, which we call Isaiah 61 because we've got it numbered for us so we can find it. Jesus just knew where it was. Because he was so familiar with it, he was the word. He is the word, and he and he reads out the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. Okay, he has anointed me. The breath, the pneuma, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. I am anointed. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and God said He breathed. And the spirit was waiting, hovering over the waters, ready to move. And God breathed and spoke and said, let there be light. Heaven is always breathing. It's always speaking because God is the word. Jesus is the word and the word speaks. Heaven is always speaking. It's always breathing. And it's our response to grab that seed, grab that breath of God, because in that is anointing. We're going to talk about how you release that anointing in your life, how you receive um, anointing in your life, and how you make, you know, make God's heart. You know, just, it wasn't a great song yeah. oh, to start with. Yes. Very good. Don't dare hide your light. Oh, I love that line. Don't you dare hide your light. It's almost like, don't you dare hide your light. Sorry. Please take something away. Who's going to start? I I reckon we should start with Matthew 25 again. Just read it. Okay, I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation here. Okay. In those days, it says, the kingdom of heaven. What are those days? If you read right before it, it's talking about eschatology. It's talking about the end times. And it's talking about the days right before Jesus returns. And it says, um, in, in those days, the kingdom, the king's domain will be like um, ten virgins. Five of them were foolish and ill-prepared. And five of why have I only got that part in there? Oh, Five of them were wise and five of them were foolish and ill-prepared. For they took no extra oil for their lamps, but the wise ones did. 
Oh, it's, it's later on. See, the Passion Translation, it's different to what I... Five of them were wise, for they took flasks of oil, olive oil with their lamps. And when the bridegroom didn't come, last week we explained about how the whole process of... Um, do you know it's really wild? Can I, can I just digress for a moment? Ha, when do I not? Um, you can do this. When Paul and I spoke on the 10 virgins two weeks ago, uh, he came to me a few months ago and said, hey, I've been meditating on this and going over this and God's given me a revelation. I said, hey, let's talk on that. And he said, no, 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 I'm not, not ready for it. I, I, wanna, I want it to percolate a bit more. There's a bit more to, to draw out of this, a bit more, get a bit more color in it, <laughs> you know, get a bit darker. Go a bit deeper, you know, like, <laughs> so we spoke on the Sunday. On the Friday night, T.D. Jake spoke on exactly the same subject. Um, and so God is speaking to the church at the moment. God is telling us yeah, right. that, get re- ready, guys. Yeah. Uh, th- this is talking about moments. If, if you look at, oh, we'll get into that later. Don't waste your moments. Don't, don't waste your moments. This is talking about a moment. These guys did not appreciate the moment they were in and they were ill-prepared. So it says here, when the bridegroom didn't come, because they were waiting for him to turn up and their job was to be ready when he did, um, when they expected, because I, I, to be honest, since Jesus left, the world's been thinking he's coming soon. He's coming soon. I remember my dad was saying, you know, they were all so worried when they were young. Hey, we, we better get ready because he's coming soon. And, and now he's, he's 80. You know, and um, you are 80, aren't you, Dad? I keep getting that number wrong. You look good for 80, though, doesn't he? Whew. Yes. Then suddenly, oh, wait a minute. When he didn't come, I've had a couple of coffees this morning. They all grew drowsy and fell asleep. Then suddenly in the middle of the night, everyone say the middle of the night. Middle of the night. We are in a midnight season because we are in this right now. They were awakened by the shout, get up, the bridegroom is here. Come out and have an encounter with him. So all the girls got up, they trimmed their lamps, but the foolish ones were running out of oil. So they said to the wise ones, share your oil with us because our lamps are going out. We can't, they replied. We don't have enough for all of us. You might think, what? that's a bit unfair. They should have shared it. Isn't it more Christian to share things than to, to hold to yourself? We're talking about oil here that's not a physical thing. It is actually a supernatural thing. It's the oil of the Holy Spirit. It's the anointing of God. And the anointing that I receive, I can't give that to you. You have to get your own oil. You have to find a way to get your own oil. And there are tools that we're going to talk about this morning of how you get your own oil. I can pray for you. I can pray for an anointing on your life. These guys can do the same. They can prophesy over you. But you need to go. You can't just go on that. You need to go and get your own oil. Because then these girls go out. And and I don't know why they're picking on girls, but it was was the, the times. The girls were the ones that did the work. The boys are just lazy. But boys, don't just think, yeah, those girls. No, 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 you too. Get your own oil. Don't fall asleep. Um, While the five girls were out buying oil, but if you read another translation, it says they couldn't buy oil. You can't buy it. You have to get it from the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit spending time with God. 
And it says, um, those who were ready and waiting were escorted inside with the bridegroom and the wedding party and they enjoyed the feast and then the door was locked. Later, the five foolish girls came running up to the door and pleaded, Lord, Lord, let us come in. But he called back, go away. I do not know you. That word is, I do, I, you were not intimate with me. You were not intimate with me. I can assure you, I don't even know you. I am not intimate with you because you didn't open yourself up to me. It's always an invitation. This is not condemning. This is an invitation for us to open up. It's our choice. God the Father will never force himself on you. The Holy Spirit will never force himself on you. Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, God the Son, will never force himself on you. It's our choice from earth to receive the breath from heaven, the seed from heaven, the knowledge, the wisdom from heaven, so that it can be manifested in our life here on earth. Whew. Okay, who's going to take it now? You know, um, you mentioned that scripture about they went out to try and buy oil. And you realize that if your life doesn't contain oil, you'll try and fill it with something else. Because going to buy things, you're always trying to fill yourselves with the pleasures of this world and the pleasures of what what makes you happy. And because you're trying to be happy, you're not looking for the truth, you're looking for happiness. Yeah. And we, we, as people, we always try and be happy. Um, but if we try and fill our lives with happiness... Happiness is an illusion, really, isn't it? Yes. Joy is a truth. Well, yeah. I don't know how many times I've gone and bought something because it's going to make me happy. Yes. And then I think afterwards, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Why did the, I waste the my The buyer's money? remorse. Yes. And it's not happy. <laughs> but I realized that the guy that was selling it to me, well, he was not happy with it anymore either. So he sells it off because he's, he no longer finds happiness in it. So, so you buy thinking it's going to make you happy, but yet you're just buying something that is not going to fill that, that gap in your life. So, so you, you've been on Marketplace and you've... And you've used, Buy, swap, sell. Um, near and you used twice. <laughs> That's why they're selling it because it isn't doing it for them. Still anymore. in the box. Yeah, open, <laughs> just opened. No, it's not good anymore. Sell it. Wow. But yeah, so if, if you go and buy something that's not of the spirit, you'll find yourself being left out of this, the, 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 the wedding feast because he doesn't know you. Yeah. He wants you to be intimate with him and have a relationship with him because without that relationship, you, know, you, you, won't, you won't make it. This is really focusing on moments, valuing and appreciating this moment, value and appreciating living on the planet at the moment. I am sick up and fed with um, hearing how bad everything is at the moment. And in my spirit, I am feeling God has done something worldwide and we're yet to see it manifest because as a church, we have to grab hold of that seed, that breath from heaven, so that we can manifest it here on earth. Earth is a manifestation of what is in the heavenlies. And so that's why we pray your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as it is in the heavenlies. So we are still, the earth, it says that the earth is groaning, waiting for the time that the sons of God are revealed 
It's waiting for us to manifest the glory, the authority, and the oil and the presence of God here on earth. Wait a second. You say it's not waiting for Jesus to come back. N- no, exactly. We're waiting for Jesus to come back. Wow. But the earth is waiting for us to reveal the kingdom of God to them. I suppose it is waiting as well, but I'm just, yeah. that point you make It's groaning. Is, we, 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 are, we get our eyes fixed on things, mm. on the happiness yeah. We get our eyes fixed on making myself um, content now. Keep watch is what Jesus says straight after Keep that. Keep watch. You never know the hour of the, of the time. Oh, come on. You don't know. Yeah. These, these virgins, um, all of them fell asleep. They, they've got drowsy. I know you're going to talk yeah. about that in a minute. but No, no, you're talking I'm, about it now. I, I don't know about you, but I'm really good at getting falling asleep. <laughs> I find that a, a really easy thing. Thank you for laughing there, I, I, whoever that was. I'm not going to point out any names, not like my brother. Um, but, uh, oh, I did it again. Sorry. We're good, uh, Elliot. You know, but <laughs> like a, a little sleep, a little slumber, it says in, Come in on. Proverbs. Come on. Oh, this uh, one's A scary. little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Right? So even the wise virgins were, were a little bit drowsy. Well, they were asleep. In that time. Um, like... Resting can be just putting off now what you well putting off till tomorrow what you need to do now, mm. uh, and putting off dropping the things that I'm holding that aren't making me happy. They're not they're not for, they're not adding to my life. Mm. They're not helping me grow as a person. Uh, and in fact, I I can see that they're detracting from my life. But what they're exhausting you. Oh, that's a good point. And and what do you do when you're exhausted? You want to sleep more. You want to sleep. <laughs> have you ever been asleep on your feet because you're exhausted? Yeah. We all have. Yeah, that's for sure. Anyone else? Yeah. Spiritually, physically, you can be going through the motions, but you are asleep because you're exhausted. Because wow. everything in this world is sucking life out of us. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Ooh, but yeah. be transformed. Do you yeah. know how much in our mind things take place? And that's why it says be transformed by the renewing of your mind because it starts up here. It starts with the head. And we receive it from the head. The anointing goes on the head. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing that, isn't it? I I knew something was going to come out. We haven't discussed any of this. (laughs) I'm sorry. But um, Kylie and I were talking about this this morning about toxic thoughts. And the, the image that Dr. Caroline Leaf puts in um, where she says, you know, this is a healthy brain with healthy thoughts and this is what happens when you're just thinking negatively. I wish I had the image for you if I was more prepared and knew I was going to talk about this. <laughs> Sometimes I just write notes to see how close I'm going to be to what the Holy Spirit brings out. <laughs> and most of the time, 95% yeah, doesn't yeah. get said. But, um but isn't that amazing that those toxic thoughts exhaust us? Yeah. And it's not that there are different things going on. It, it's still all the same hormones that, that make you feel good. It's those healthy hormones. It, it's your serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin. What else is in there? That's good enough. I sound like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you but, the boxes. But what happens when you – because that's when you think good thoughts. But when you think negative, harsh critical thoughts, it doesn't put a different hormone in there. It just overloads trying to balance out, trying to get the mix right so that it becomes just this toxic mess so your neurons and your synaptic um, pathway start dying off. 
And that's why we must not be exhausted. That's why we must be alert and sober-minded, Scripture says. Whoa, come on. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, sorry, I'm just going, wow. Because we can, we can lull ourselves to sleep yep. by the stuff that, we, um, that we're drinking, that we're consuming, the stuff that we're, we're tasting and saying, that's good, I want more of that. But we're only getting that, we can't re- replicate that first taste. Um, you ever had a chip? Right? Yeah. Salt and vinegar chip, Cass. Um, one salt and vinegar chip, fantastic. Two salt and vinegar chips, it's going. So I grab four salt and vinegar chips. Then I'm after eight. Then 24, 1,046, <laughs> 10 bags later. You know those big bags? You're just chasing Gone. that ride, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. You, you want it back. Exactly. Hit. And that's funny, but, but it's funny because we all see that truth in our lives, don't we? We all see when we're running after that hit, running after that hit, um, but you can't replicate it. Um, can with God. You can with the Holy Spirit. We, we, that first hit we get with the Holy Spirit, it says, remember your first love. Mm. Don't forget your first love. Yeah. You can have that first love, that first remembrance, yeah. because it doesn't die off. How good is that? Who wants to chase after that? That's, that's right. So the rest of us makes us go to sleep. Um, and... And some people sleep because they think it's a good reason. It might be work and business. Um, others sleep just because they want to cope with stuff. Others sleep because they're chasing fun or, or entertainment. Um, it's just so easy to fall asleep in this world. And you get switched off. Yeah. But if you're prepared, you, Come on. you, you can go and sleep and rest. Yep. Because wow. you know that your, your situation's right. And, you know then, your life's right. Yeah. Come on. So and there were 10 wise virgins that also felt drowsy and fell on. asleep. Yes. But when the announcement came that the bridegroom was coming, yeah. they could trim their lamps because they were prepared. Their life was right. We're talking about the day of the Lord here. Wow. I mean, this is about the Jesus turning up. And not just physically. Who wants Jesus to turn up? Mm-hmm. in their life on a daily basis? Who wants Jesus in there? Yeah. Because I want Jesus in my life so that I am Jesus to my community, that I am, I am Jesus to my wa- beautiful wife and my wonderful kids. Because yeah. a couple of weeks ago, I wasn't. <laughs> I, I was in that toxic place. I was, I was in pain. I'm rushing, trying to get things done. And, and I was complaining a bit. And I realised that I was complaining... Wow. A lot. And, and so can I just share some things that God spoke to me about? Because I went to Scripture. Because that's – who knows that's the best place to go? Yep, come on. Not go and find a friend that you can whine to and complain to <laughs> and just, you know, misery loves companionship. Yep. Yeah. But when we get the Word of God into us. So 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 24. It's the whole chapter, man. Oh, yeah, we might as well go with the whole – Chapter 4 and chapter 5, because it's talking about the end times. It's talking about the season that we're in right now. And, um, uh, okay, I'm just going to grab from 16. Yeah, do that. Which is the the best part here that I have to keep going back to. Mm. And it says this, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is what attracts God's heart because this is what wow. God's will is for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks 
in all circumstances. Can you say that with me? Rejoice Rejoice always, always, pray pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Say it again. Rejoice Rejoice always, pray pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. That's easy to do, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that just so easy to do? I can do that. Do it daily. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm driving into town early one morning to get some painkillers. And I was in that spot. I'm sharing a story here. You don't mind me being real, do you? Come on. And the Holy Spirit reminds me of this scripture because I'd been reading it and I'm going, yes, yes, I must rejoice always. I must pray continually. I must give thanks in it. I must, I must. I must, I must. And it's like, no, 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 you need to. It's not you must do it, you need to. So I'm driving into town and I'm like, Lord, Holy Spirit, how am I going to rejoice in this? And then he reminded me of 2004 when I went down, my foot was starting to go a bit dead because of my nerve strangulation from my back injury and I went down to see a neurosurgeon in Melbourne and I was in a lot of pain at the time and I went in to see the neurosurgeon and it was just a consultation and the neurosurgeon says, hey, I've got some great news for you. Um, Well, actually, I've got some good news and some bad news. And you're like, he says, the good news is I know exactly what's wrong with you. The bad news is I need to operate immediately on your spine and we need to chisel out your... Um, your facet joints because, and I'm like, hang on, mate, (laughs) you know, hold the bus, you know, yeah, banana splits, hold the bus, for those that are old enough to remember. And and I said, what, why, why? And he goes, mate, to be honest, if I don't, you'll lose your legs, lose the function of your legs, You'll, you'll become incontinent, for those that know what that means. Don't need to go, and your life will change dramatically. And I'm like, wow, thank you, Father. Wow, I could have lost my legs. I start rejoicing. I got my legs. Yeah. Run, Faris, run. I got my legs. And then I'm like, and then the Holy Spirit reminded me that um, not long after that, because of, uh, I had. I was put on different medications and different painkillers and different anti-inflammatories. I had drug-induced hepatitis. My liver shut down at one point Um, and I went all orange and because of the drugs that they'd given me. Then I ended up with polynephritis. My kidneys shut down because of the anti-inflammatories that they were giving me. Um, I had all these... And then, because of all these complexities and everything, my appendix ruptured and then it tore my intestines. So I, I literally filled up with my waste product in my stomach and I nearly died. And I start rejoicing in the car as I'm driving there, thinking, I'm still alive. You saved me even when I didn't know I needed saving from these things and even when I was in hospital in ICU I thought I was doing okay until I said what are you pumping into my arm and they said the strongest um what do you call it Uh, antibiotics that we can give (laughs) and I'm like oh and he goes yeah you got blood poisoning what does that mean that's septicemia Years ago, you would die immediately from that. So I'm like, and they were even saying then you could die. And I'm, I start rejoicing. 
Because God saved me. Because it was a hand of God. He used incredible doctors. I'm so grateful for um, Jim Trippinopoulos. Yes. Trippinopoulos, that's the guy. He he operated on me and he saved my life. What an awesome surgeon that we have, uh, you know, have in Australia. We've got awesome surgeons. But saved my life. So I start rejoicing. And then I started giving thanks. You know that shout to the Lord? We enter his gates with thanksgiving, it says after that, and his courts with praise. So shout to Lord all the earth. We've got to shout it out and remind ourselves and remind our circumstances, hey, God is bigger. God is better. God is good. He has something good for us and he can turn all things around and make them work for good. Love it. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. I'm sorry, guys, but when you rejoice... It is good for your mental health and good for your soul. It is so good for your mental health and good for your... I changed immediately. I came home from there. I actually stopped off, um, got a coffee from Callum, and they're going, what are you doing out so early? And I said, painkillers and coffee. (laughs) And, um, And then Paul walks in and we start talking about the things of God. It's important that when, as men of God, when we get together and women as God, when we get together, that we're not just talking earthly stuff, we're talking heavenly stuff as well. Come on. Rejoice always. It's good for your mental health and it's also good for your soul. When we give thanks in all circumstances, Scripture says, even if I eat food offered to idols, but I give thanks to it for it first, it is sanctified and it does my body good. When we give thanks for things, it sanctifies and cleanses our bodies. It helps our bodies and assists our bodies. And when we pray continually, when... A lot of people think pray continually means I need to be asking God for the right stuff all the time for me. <laughs> That's so good. good no, 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 no. Pretty well, I would say 90 to 99% of it, needs your prayer needs to be for others, needs to be for God. And, and Scripture actually says, may your kingdom come, may your will be done. Yep. That's a primary. Give us this day. Us, not just me. Give us this day our daily bread. And, and, and forgive me. It doesn't say all this stuff. It's like, forgive me, Lord. Because do you know how often we miss the mark? All the time. How often do we fall asleep every day and just get lulled to sleep by stuff in our lives that we just get distracted on? It goes on to say, because this is God's will in Christ Jesus. That is good for your spirit when you are praying, continuing in that constant interaction with heaven. Yes. Don't quench the spirit, it says. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Because the the testimony of of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. When when somebody says, oh, God did this for me, and you say, oh, you're just lucky, or it's just easy for you. Some people say to me often, oh, but it's easy for you, Steve. You're a pastor. And it's like... No, 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 I get challenged on stuff that you haven't even seen yet. You haven't even smelt it yet. hasn't even come over the horizon yet, and God's already testing me on it and, and because I need to be who God's called me to be. And it's not about me. It's about His yeah. king, the king's domain here. Yeah. Yeah, so don't it. treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. And sometimes we say, oh, well, that prophecy never came true. So false prophets, false prophecy. No, 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 no. <laughs> goes on to say, hold on to the good there. And reject every kind of evil. Other versions say, do, abstain from the very appearance Whoa. of evil. 
May God himself, come on, I'm going to speak this over you right now. May God himself, the God of peace, the shalom God, sanctify you through and through. Thanksgiving sanctifies. Sanctify you through and through. May your whole, we just talked about it, spirit, soul, body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. I'm going to pass it off to the guys in just a second. But that word blameless, guys, it just blew me away. It doesn't just mean may you be found righteous. May you be found without fault in your life. It actually means may you not be a blame placer and may you not be a fault finder in your life. Because there is no condemnation for those that are now in Christ Jesus. That doesn't mean, oh yeah, I don't get condemned. It means you can't condemn. You cannot even have a smell of condemnation in your life. You can't be a blame placer. Oh, look at what's going on. How dare they do that? Or a fault finder in your life. Oh, they're in that situation because they did this. Oh, I know better than that. (laughs) No. That's true. May the God of peace sanctify us through and through. And may we be found not blame placing or fault finding on on the day of Jesus. May our oil be full. Get your own oil. Get it by rejoicing always, praying continually and giving thanks in all circumstances. I've had my preach. Go for it, Paul. So, (laughs) blame placing. Ooh. Um, how many of you guys know that there are two realms that we live in? There's a, there's a spiritual realm and then there's an earthly realm. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so there are a couple of heads nodding, which is good. So you all know that there's a demonic realm, all right? Okay, so those of you who are not nodding your heads, I'm a little bit worried about you. <laughs> because if you, don't, if you don't believe that there's a demonic realm, then the devil can do whatever he wants to you and, you'll believe, and you won't believe it's him. And you'll think it's people. You'll think it's people. So a scripture that I wanted to just uh, bring out, you know, just based on that, is uh, Matthew 12, verse 43. I've got it in the Passion Translation, yeah, but it doesn't matter which translation you read it in, it's still valid. It's Jesus talking, he says, when a demon is cast out of a person, it roams around dry regions, looking for a place to rest, but never finds it. So I'm going to read that again. When a demon is cast out of a person, it roams around a dry region. So, dry places. I mean, how many of us actually love being in dry places? We all (laughs) live in Mildura, so don't nod now. But, but, I mean, it's like if you go down to the pub and you go and have a a chicken palmy. I mean, I can't, I don't know of anybody that says, man, I just, they brought me a chicken palmy. And instead of giving me a knife and fork, they gave me a hammer and a chisel because it was so dry. <laughs> but I loved it. <laughs> I loved this ch- dry chicken yes. for me. How Aussie is he sounding yeah. at the moment? You know, we just need another Stry. chicken palmy. Chicken palmy. <laughs> um, but you know, no one wants a dry chicken palmy. No one wants a dry relationship with friends. No one wants a dry relationship in your marriage. No one wants a dry church. Oh, come on. You know, I grew up in a dry church. It is terrible. But you know what? If you are dry, it's a playground for the devil. Because he looks for dry places. 
He doesn't look for it. If a church is, is, is functioning well and the Holy Spirit is being poured out and people are praising him and people are glorifying his name and that you know the miracles happening and prophecies flowing, you don't find the devil there. He, he can't stand that place. Because God is enthroned there. God is enthroned in his praise of his people. So being in a dry place is a dangerous place to be because it attracts the enemy. So when you realize that you start blame shifting and you start blaming things around you and you start pointing fingers, start looking at what's going on in your life because the likelihood is that you're in a dry place. Um, and for youngsters that are in that place now of, of looking for relationships or, or boyfriend or a girlfriend or something like that, you know, um, instead of being a, a person that's righteous and, and filled with the Holy Spirit that says, I am good enough. Oh, come on. I am somebody that actually deserves somebody that, I, that, 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 that the Lord should bring along, along, across my path. So good. You know, if you are a person that says, but, but, but he likes me, mm. you know, and, and that's all that it's about, but he likes me. And, and you know, you, you as a parent can probably see that this guy is not the best person for your daughter because you know he's, he's got no integrity he's got no backbone and but but you know this is the person that's trying to court your daughter but if your daughter is a place in a place or your son is in a place where they're filled with the holy spirit and full honestly they're the one that says i, I don't need this i'm waiting on the lord mm-hmm. But because sometimes we find ourselves in a dry place, we'll allow anything into our lives because we just want to fill that space with something that just to just to wet it. Yeah. yeah. You know. So we'll attract anything. So oh, all those man. broken relationships that sometimes people enter into is because they're attracting stuff that's that people that are also dry. Wow. So, um, wow. you know, it's it's important to yeah. keep your life filled with oil. Mm. You cannot be in a dry place. No. Hey, Jess, can you grab Ephesians 5, 3 to 17 in the NIV for me? Gong, you got something? Oh, I'm just I'm amazed at, at, like, talking about demonic forces. The, he's the king of coping mechanisms, isn't he? Oh. Like, <laughs> he's got a full bag of tricks of coping mechanisms. But we're not meant to just cope in life. Coping is just existing. Coping is just... Like you said, I just want to moisten that dry place. You attract anything. Bad things. Flies, you know, pestilence. You're going to attract anything, but it's not about just existing. We're called to be a a level more than that. And that's that's um, that's not an accusation against our character. That's actually a, a, come on, let's lift you up. Let's, Let's get... Let's get you in the right place yeah. to start off with. Yeah. Let's get you on thinking about the right things and on the mm. right level because, because that is so far beneath you. Um, you're only moistening the area. I want to flood it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we can get to Ephesians shortly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, Let's keep going. I, I knew Look this at what was happened. be a long day. Look like, at what happened when this. Jesus came to, to the pit and the woman came down to fetch water. Yeah. He said to her that I'll give you living water. Ooh. Because she was in a dry place. She was attracting every single bloke that is out there looking for somebody. And and she was trying to fill her life up. Now, we were created to have living water inside of us. Yes. We were created like that. 
So now suddenly we start filling it with anything else because we are literally trying to fill that place yeah. um, and, and fill up that something that was created for us to live with, and that is the Holy Spirit. On the, on the final day of the wedding feast, Jesus shouted out, if you come to me, yeah. from your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Amen. We're meant to be, not just for us, but for everyone else around us. Just, just before you jump there, I, I feel like... Sorry, man. You, no, we'll get there. I do this to you but all the, the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> what we're talking about here at the moment may be really hitting you, like, right. Like just, it's hitting us. Like, yeah. right there. Like, right on the spot. Um, and can I encourage you, the shame you may be feeling because of that is not what God is trying mm. to bring to you. That's that's actually what the enemy... Because he, he has... He's the master of shame. Um, yeah. Shame will try and make you hide... But God doesn't want you to hide from it. So if you're feeling that, to say, no, I'm not, I'm not going to feel shame, it's actually, it's actually hope is what's being given to you right Ooh. now. It's hope and it's joy and it's oh, because it's a future and it's, and it's something that will bring life and it will really, really wet that dry place. So accept the hope that's being given to you right now. Throw away the shame because, I mean, we've all been there. We all, we all know what this is like. So, so shame doesn't need to be here. Go away, shame. Yeah. I love hope. I love hope. You know, count it all joy when you face trials of many kind because we know that it's going to produce perseverance and perseverance produces hope and hope <laughs> doesn't disappoint. No. What is the definition of hope? Bill Johnson's got the best definition of hope. You ready for it? Oh, cool. Do it. Hope is... The joyful expectation of good. Yeah. The joyful expectation of good. It's not that you're sitting back, oh, just hoping for things to change. You get to experience <laughs> the joy of the good before it even turns up. Come on. I feel like talking like T.D. Jakes. Before it even turns up. Somebody, Lily, get on I the get fiasco. to experience... <laughs> The joyful, come on, give me an E flat. <laughs> now we might need Lily back. <laughs> Lily, get up the here. Just, no. <laughs> we get to experience the joy of that good yeah. before it even turns up. Oh. Now, faith is yeah. the substance of things hoped Hope for, for. Yeah. the joyful expectation of good. And it is the evidence of things not yet seen because we know our God will provide. We know our God is healer. Yeah, yeah. We know that our God yeah, yeah. is peace. <laughs> we know that our God is in charge. Yeah, come on. Oh. Good stuff. I love that. That was good. But we were talking just before and I, I started talking about how I got a revelation out of Ephesians 5 and I hadn't seen it before. But I'm going to read this out. We got it, Jess? Jess the genius. And thank you, Cassie. Cassie's in control. Cassie's in charge, I should say. You know, yeah. I'm thinking of Charles in charge. Remember that old show on TV? Charles in charge. No, I don't. I've, I have no recollection. Can you just imagine what Kylie has to put through, <laughs> has to go through with me? But among you, come on, but among you, 
Please read Ephesians 5. This is astounding. But among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity. Both those words, sexual immorality and impurity, are very closely um, together in the, in the Greek. I can't pronounce it, nor am I going to try to. But what it means is what you're breathing for. What you're breathing for. It actually is talking what you're heavy breathing for. And in that is wrath. In that is anger. Wow. In that is lust. Wow. In that is everything that the, what the enemy tries to contaminate. What is good? What is good? Because sex, believe it or not, was made by God. All the married people in the house Amen. go. Amen. Giddy up. And it's not only good, he said, when he made man and woman, he said, this is very good. Oh, come on. There's yeah. no extroverts in the house. You must yeah, yeah. be all at home today. Um, that one, that one. Yeah, we're back to <laughs> But what the enemy does, he contaminates it. Now, when Adam and Eve fell, they experienced shame. The first thing they did was they covered up their bodies because they felt shame. Be, please remind the enemy when you start feeling shame in Come your on. life that you sin because you were born into a world contaminated and, and just filled with sin all the time. It's a broken world. He sinned in the presence of God before there was before any anything. sin. He God. sinned while he That's was surrounded right. by righteousness. He sinned being the chief praiser in heaven. It says that he had musical Come instruments on. in his body. He had gems and jewels in his body. And he says, look how beautiful I am. And then he fell. And now he tries to blame us and says, look at you, you filthy sinner. No, no. Say, you, you mongrel, you liar, you yeah. father of yeah. lies. That's why Jesus talked like this. Oh. Your language is lies and you're the father of lies. You can't talk anything but lies. So I'm not, la, 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 I'm not even going to listen to you. Yeah. That's why we've got to turn our attention around. Yeah. So what are you wasting your breath on? Because we're meant to be breathing out what we breathe in from heaven and that breath needs to be coming out as a pure breath. That's why don't waste your breath on these things. Or greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place. place. But rather, your breath should be thanksgiving. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Yeah, come on. There should be thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, yeah. no immoral person that wastes their breath on being angry at other people and placing blame and fault finding the breath <laughs> no I, I think I broke it because I'm shouting into it um, no immoral impure or greedy person such a person is an idolater they are actually putting things above God please don't place things above God it's the wrong order Remember when Paul did that thing with the, the hand? Explain the hand again. I was just, uh, just the order of life. You know, if you've got God, your wife, and ch your children. You're, you're my. <laughs> right. <Musical> <laughs> God, your wife, your children, 
the situations in life and work and then anything else. If you put anything, any one of these things above something else, the rest of it will collapse. So if you put your work above God, then your relationship with your wife, your kids and everything else will collapse below that. If you put your job above your kids, your, your relationship with the Lord and your wife might be fine, but you'll find that your relationship with your kids and everything else falls apart. So it's just having that order right. The, the poor sound guys are just going like, what is going on? And, sorry, we're wrecking it up here for you. Oh, that's good, man. That's good. No moral, impure or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, wow. has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God, in the king's domain of Christ. And that's not just talking about when we die and when we go, because like that's up to God. But we get a choice here and now whether or not we get to enter into the kingdom, the kingdom, the king's domain here on earth. Wow. It says, let no one deceive you with empty words. Again, the breathing out. What are they breathing out over you? Get your breath from heaven. Get the seed from heaven. Get your own oil. Get your own oil. This isn't a condemnation. Oh, you don't have your oil. No, no, no. Go and get it. We're meant to be overflowing with oil. Pressed down, shaken together and flowing over. Uh, for because of such things, God's wrath is, comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not partner with them. For you were once darkness. What was the, la- what was the oil for? There's so many things that oil does. It gets rid of the squeaks and the blame and the fault finding. But it also, when it, when you light up oil, it produces a flame. It illuminates yeah, stuff. So on. you're not getting lost. You're not come getting on. distracted. You can yes. identify. That's good. That's bad. I'm going after the good in my life. That's why His Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. It's a light. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the the fruit of life consists in all goodness, righteousness and truth. In all goodness, righteousness and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. We were just singing, what moves your heart? Rejoice always, pray continually, and all things give thanks. Come on, can I have three seconds of praise? Thank you. Thank you, Father. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Light the lamp. Let your oil burn and shine the light on that situation. Don't be conned by it. I hate being conned. I've got in my bedside table a Stanley emergency tripod lamp, LED lamp. I bought it. It was cheap online. And I thought, wow, I got a bargain. Adrian is like Alpha Scott in our family. In getting deals. Well, Uncle Bruce and Dad are, but you've really got it. Um, he gets, de- sorry, the thing's this big. I'm going to use it as a prop. When it turned up, I'm like, what the? <laughs> I got conned. I thought it was like this big. And it's, it's, it's a key ring. It goes on your key ring. I hate being conned. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. And, and come on, it's talking to us, children of God, children of God. 
It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. See, the day, the darkness, it goes on to talk about how things are are done in darkness, that evil deeds are done in darkness. And And it's not just talking about the nighttime. It's talking about a season and an atmosphere of darkness. We don't live in that atmosphere. We live in the atmosphere of life. Get your own oil. Get your own oil. Um, uh, This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Be careful then how you live. Not as unwise. Live as wise. Don't be the unwise. Live as wise making the most of every moment, every possibility, every opportunity, because the days of evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Rejoice always, pray continually, and in all things give thanks. Give thanks in all circumstances. God is good. Thank you, Father. Have you got something more to say? We're all good. How did we go? Because we had no idea what we were doing. But God does. We're going to pray now. And we're going to pray that this message doesn't just go in your ears, that that you listen to it. Because Scripture doesn't talk about us just listening to the Word. It talks about us hearing the Word. And Jesus says, Have eyes to see, ears to hear, heart to understand. There are so many of us that are listening to what's going on at the moment and are watching what's going on at the moment and are perceiving in our hearts what's happening at the moment. But God wants you to get your own oil. Go to the Holy Spirit so that you can get your own oil so it can be an illumination in your life. It'll stop the blaming and the fault finding and the squeaking of the the wheel in your life and you'll get to be able to run free. Run free. You know, we need a... Uh, omega-3 fatty acids in our life so that we've got healthy joints and healthy bones so we can run with perseverance. This is like the oil of the Holy Spirit is for us to be lubricated, for us not to be dry, but to be lubricated and to be wet and to be illuminated so that we are light and salt in this season. Can we agree together this morning for this word, not just to be listened to, not just to be watched, but to be seen and to be heard and to be understood. Father, we just thank You for Your Word. We thank You that You're speaking to the church at the moment. And Father, I thank You that You are our hope. You give us the joyful expectation of good. We get to experience the joy of the good even before it turns up. So we rejoice in that. We give thanks in that right now, Father. But Holy Spirit, I thank You as Jesus said that He will remind you of everything that I have told you and everything that I've commanded you. Holy Spirit, I thank You for making alive the Word, making alive the truth in our life. You are the Spirit of truth, making alive the truth of Jesus, the truth and exposing the true pattern of what God has done so that we can see it in creation. We can see what's happening in the demonic realm, but more we can see what's happening in the heavenly realm. We can identify what is darkness and we can identify this is light. 
Father, I thank You for Your truth going deep into our lives that we would hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing isn't just listening to the Word, it's hearing the Word. Father, I thank You for ears to hear, eyes to see and a heart to understand in this time what You are doing, what You are saying and what You are requiring of the church. Time to rise, church. Time to rise, church. Time to rise. Lift your vision higher. Forget more. Get your own oil. Let your oil levels go up. Don't be a dry dipstick. Have your dipstick full. Let it be right up to full. Oh, Father, thank You for what You're doing. We receive it with thanksgiving. We receive it with joy. We rejoice in what You are doing right now. And if you are reminded of a situation that is really bitter in your life, it's a thorn in your flesh and and you are finding it hard at the moment, remember you're not the only one. Scripture tells us that you 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 haven't had to persevere to the point of death yet. You haven't, you know, even Paul said, I prayed for him to take this from me. And his response through the Spirit is, my grace is sufficient for you. That unmerited favour that God has already poured out. The empowerment, grace means the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in our life and through the Word of God. Father, I thank you for your pattern being outworked in our life. I thank you for the King's domain coming in our lives, for the King's will, your will being done in our lives. And we agree on this in Jesus' mighty name over the, over the live stream here in the house. Have your way, mighty God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Awesome word. Appreciate it. What a team. What a team. Thank you. Can you just, like at home, just give thanks for the team that are working so hard here? They're not just here Sunday mornings, they're here Saturdays, they're here during the week, making sure this is going to work. So thank you guys. Thank you, Creative, the worship team. Have an awesome week. Please go through Ephesians 5 and 1 Thessalonians 5 and read 4 as well. Read the Scriptures that we've gone through this morning. The good thing is you can go back onto YouTube and check out the Scriptures. (laughs) That's my seagull impersonation. I'm not eating any garbage though. (laughs) I want the good stuff. Have a great week, guys. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.